Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Time to take the pulse of the REIT market here in Singapore. In previous shows, of course, we've talked about resilient REITs like Keppel DC REIT or Maple Tree Logistics Trust or Maple Tree Industrial Trust or Ascendus REIT. You know, REITs that have seen actor investor participation. Today, we're going to broaden your REIT horizon a little and look at REITs that are interesting outside of Singapore later on in the show. But first, the SGXI Edge S REIT index is down by 0.72% year to date. What does that mean? We're going to find out with Kenny Lowe, my REIT specialist this morning. How are you, Kenny? I'm good. Thank you. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. So, your reading of the S REIT pulse so far, Kenny? Okay. I think that so far is it, pretty boring. Uh, I would say that it's, it's a yawning on the uh, Singapore REIT uh, sector in Singapore. Oh, no, right? don't but say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 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 by the by the way, although it's yawning, but uh, since market bottoms on March twenty third, actually uh-huh. S uh, in Singapore is the best student in the class because it has already rebounded forty percent uh, from the market bottom compared to the financial of twenty three percent and also SPI only fifteen percent. So S in short is the best student in Singapore stock market. Uh, with a current average price to book of 0.92 times, which is pretty cheap uh, if you compare to the historical value, with an average uh, yield rate of about 6.5%. It's pre- still pretty decent. Uh, hey, nothing to yawn rate. about then, you know, Kenny. Nothing to yawn yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, but if you compare to the rest of the world and to the other asset class, it's really yawn. The, the party is outside of Singapore. Okay, let's do this then. Let's do that party comparison to other asset classes. How are REITs doing? Especially if we look at US equities or we compare S REITs with global REITs. Right, right. If you move out with Singapore, although uh, S REIT is the best student in Singapore, mm. but if you move out with Singapore, basically it's a great C student compared to other, <laughs> other asset class. Right. If you did a comparison on the gold technology sector and China sector, you just 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 do some research itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the past six months, the the gain he has been ranging from thirty percent to seventy percent in six months. Wow, that's wow. the tech sector that's, and gold. Yeah. You've included all that, and also China equity. China equities, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if you look at global uh, property sector, mm. REIT fund itself, they are lagged. They are still lagging behind, and also uh, year to date, they are still in negative around twenty percent. Global REITs are doing so poorly. Yeah, globally, the REITs still doing very poorly. Oh. Right, for example, in in Hong Kong, in Australia, in general, in general, doing very badly, except the data center. Yes, we're going to talk about data centers, and we're going to talk about Sasser REIT over in China in just a while. But first, Kenny, are there any coming back to the S REITs? Are there any S REITs that are thriving, showing signs of coming back to life, or showing signs of exhaustion for you? At the present moment, uh, if you look at the past uh, month, all the earnings result, uh, all the negative news already priced into the share price. We, we have seen the worst earnings in history. And we also seen that actually there are two grids uh, in Singapore uh, actually making losses. This is uh, never seen before. ARA Hospitality Trust and also Eagle Hospitality Trust, they are making losses, right? But 
all this bad news, all this ugly stuff did not really tank or crash the risk factor in, in, in Singapore. Mm. Uh, this is how I look at it. This is a bullish signal, bullish sign for me. Uh, nothing special because there's no excessive buying because nothing interesting. As, and also, there's no excessive <laughs> uh, panic selling. Right? That's why I would say that it, it's yawning. I'd right? say calm. I, I think it's calm. It's a yawn for you, but it's a, you know, it's sort calm. of calm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 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 if you if you learn about technical analysis, okay, uh, yeah, the, the volatility is pretty low. Uh, if if those trader out there, you can take a look into the FTSE SDV index. Actually, there is a Bollinger uh, band squeeze. It's a squeezing. It, it's in hibernation, storage all the energy. Once the news come in, some catalyst, I think there will be an explosive uh, move upwards or either downwards. But for, at the for the time being, mm-hmm. I think that uh, I, I'm I'm bullish by it. Because all the bad news are priced in, already priced in. Mm. I would expect the next quarter, right, uh, but with, with the opening of the economy and, and uh, the consumption coming back, I would expect better DPU and also uh, all, the, all the financial results next year. So uh, you, next, next quarter. Next really? Quarter. You think it's bottomed out already? Uh, based on what I have mm. seen, uh, valuation based on the chart, mm. um, based on macro, I think it's more or less bottoming up. All right, that's good to know. Okay, Kenny, let's broaden our perspectives for a while. Take us outside of Singapore. Are there any REITs that have attracted you in that space? Yeah, since, since Singapore is so boring now, uh, I cannot travel physically. Then I can only travel outside of Singapore by doing some research. <laughs> <laughs> Imaginatively, yes. I imagine it. I, I'm looking at Hong Kong REIT. Uh, uh-huh. Because one of the REIT in Hong Kong uh, uh-huh. is the largest uh, market cap in the whole Asia. Whole Asia pack is the largest, even bigger than the combination of market cap uh, of a capital uh, commercial trust and also capital mall. You just imagine how big is this REIT. Uh-huh. And uh, this REIT has been beaten down very badly. Uh, and and there are the huge discount to the the book value. At the same time, that they are also changing the mandate. Uh, instead of just focusing on Hong Kong, those uh, retail malls, they are expanding uh, overseas to to do the acquisition in Australian uh, property and also UK property. Those those are really exciting. That kind of uh, so called mandate. They are they are start to venture outside of Hong Kong. Well, this is a winning Hong Kong read. I mean, in my eyes, is this called the Link Real Estate Investment Trust? Yeah, you got it right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, just just do do a study on that. Mm. Uh, the chart is still ugly; it's on downtrend. Mm. Uh, but if you look at the fundamental, look at the future plan, the the management, and also gearing ratio is pretty low, right? And compared to Singapore, that's why they have a room uh, to to raise debt to really uh, do more acquisition for the future growth. Why, why, why do you think it's doing so well? Largest listed REIT in Hong Kong. Mainly retail properties too and near public housing estates in Hong Kong. And you think retail is taking a beating with the pandemic? Uh, it, it's not really a beating. Uh, basically, it's, uh, it's too cheap to ignore. Because at the end of the day, mm. although we know that there are a lot of, uh, a lot of story, a lot of political uh, events happening in Hong Kong, but at the end of the day, these are real estate. As long as there's a people Staying in the estate, there will be a demand forever. Good and point. also, if the, if the, if those uh uh so, so if there are a lot of, uh, migration outside of Hong Kong, there will be backfilled by all the all the uh, so called uh, people in China, right? That's why I think that Hong Kong will not just go down like that. Hong Kong will be there uh, yeah. for the next uh, long in the long term, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. We've had uh, analysts 
who share that conviction of yours as well that Hong Kong is not going to go down. Uh, Link REIT is currently trading at 63 Hong Kong dollars and 20 cents, down by 0.2%. Is that the only REIT in Hong Kong that's got your eye? Uh, Beside that, I'm also looking at Australia. Ah. Uh, Australian read, uh, I'm looking at those big caps still still doing a study, but I'm focusing on all those diversified read for the time being because the retail still beaten down very badly. Yes. Uh, I, I want to wait for the whole uh, pandemic to, to show a, a clearer picture before we enter into the, the retail. But in terms of valuation, it's pretty cheap, very, very cheap. Uh, what are you looking at in Australia again? I'm looking at GPT. G-P-T. And also, yeah, GPT and also Stockland, diversified read. Ah, the GPT group. Okay, got it. Yeah, they yes. have a property diversified into industrial, commercial, office, and also residential. Mm. That means in terms of resilience, uh, in, during this pandemic, I think they are more resilient. And what does Stockland Corporation do? Uh, also, the diversified read is similar to uh, GPT group. Very okay, similar. yeah. So they have shopping centres, they have housing estates, they have industrial real estate, even retirement housing. Yeah, exactly. It's mm. interesting. That's why Australia outside of Singapore is, is much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, I, the other asset class I, hmm. I, I'm also looking is a purpose-built a student accommodation. Oh, yeah. That's long been yeah. on reinvestors. My, are you looking at London or where are you looking at? I'm looking at uh, London, looking at Australia, and also looking at US. I, I'm currently doing some study because mm. I know that uh, this PBSA uh, is coming, is eventually will be coming to Singapore to do the IPO, mm. right? Because there are quite a number of uh, developer and also even Maple Tree investment, they also have a priority on this uh, student accommodation, right? Eventually, mm. when the time is right, they will IPO because. Student accommodation is not really new new in the, the other part of the world, but it's pretty new in Singapore. True. Right? I, yeah. I hope it's another uh, unique asset class to the data data center, right? Because if you look at the the, the uh, student accommodation, the profile actually is, is pretty resilient in terms of all the uh, student intake, uh, resilient during the recession. And also that probably can provide a stable DPU. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, really interesting insight there. Uh, when you look at you know economic, you see a lot of it's the bad news has been priced in. You're quite confident of the next quarter. Um, how do you think the gradual resumption of economic activity, more people back at work, but still people can't travel. So you know there's worries about the hospitality REITs outside of Singapore. Uh, how do you think the gradual resumption of economic activity is going to impact the REIT space? Uh, when the economic activity coming back, definitely, uh, I think the REIT will start to do well because REIT sector in general is economic sensitive. It ties a lot to the economic activity. But of course, the, the hospitality will take some time mm. until uh, we can fly again. Right? Yeah. But for the rest of the, uh, for some of the retail mall, but we need to uh, selectively uh, select the retail mall, especially in Singapore. As long as we stay in those uh, suburban heartland mall, I think we should be doing fine. But for those uh, uh, luxury mall who really depends on a lot of tourism and also a foreigner, I think that those uh, probably will take some time to recover. Okay, how are you looking at REITs in terms of building a portfolio? Are you still are you looking at it in terms of risk? I, you know, are you looking at it in terms of a defensive play? How do you look at REITs in your portfolio? At this moment, I have two uh, prong strategy for the REIT portfolio. One would be I use the uh, uh, so-called cheap uh, valuation. I call it COVID price. 
COVID crisis. COVID they price? look at the COVID crisis, yeah. <laughs> right? To accumulate those uh, blue chips that you I treat as my core portfolio. I basically, I just buy and hold and just collect a dividend along the way until I retire and I can treat it for my retirement fund. Then the other portion will be more on my satellite portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I'll be playing the capital gain. I buy those uh, read. Uh, we have beaten down very badly, mm. uh, but I'm not aiming any dividend. I'm just purely looking at valuation mm. and buy cheap and mm. just wait. Uh, hopefully, they don't go bust and wait for the recovery. Then after that, I just take profit and sell it off. That's the high risk one, right? So, what what yeah, are some names there? And is is that on? Is, are those S reads or outside of Singapore? Uh, you'll be a Singapore. Uh, mainly on the hospitality uh, um, sector. Hospitality. Mm, you know that it's pretty high risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, totally yeah. get that. All right, so Maple Tree Industrial Trust entered into agreements to purchase the remaining 60% interest in 14 data centers in the US from its sponsor for some $210 million. What do you think uh, of this move by Maple Tree Industrial Trust? Is it going to be a strong growth driver? Yeah, I think it's a good move uh, based on a few reasons. Uh, the first reason is uh, differentiation because there are just too many uh, industrial and log- also logistics uh, out there. And especially in Singapore, there are not many. There's only uh, one capital uh, DC rig and uh, we, we don't have another uh, industrial rig which have a lot of data centers. Mm-hmm. That's why I think that uh, if we have another so-called data center uh, play rig in Singapore, uh, that would be good. Uh, because uh, data center will also command a uh, higher premium, much more higher premium, mm. right? Mm. Due to the long wheel and also the 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 tenant is more sticky uh, than the common uh, industrial building and also factory. But of course, if you're looking for future future growth, mm. uh, definitely the data center uh, demand will be in uh, uh, you'll be in a huge demand yep. due to the technology disruption. And the digital transformation of the technology, and yeah. plus the more importantly, is a five G rolling up because five G basically will change the whole technology platform. Yep. And there, there will be a lot of uh, gadget or IoT. There will be really, really need, need to be upgraded. All these things need really data and also cloud uh, server to really uh, roll the five G successfully. So, yeah. so data center definitely will be a future uh, play. Yeah, for sure. I, in fact, I just spoke with a 5G um, expert this morning because, you know, it's it's such an, it's so important, as you say, as a theme. Okay, so I want to backtrack a little. You know, you're talking about your two-pronged strategy with your portfolio and also looking at the blue chips that you're going to hold till you retire. Uh, hopefully, that's a long way off so we can sk- still keep talking to you. And then there are the REITs that, you know, you're holding on to and, and hoping they're not going to go bust. So it's sort of a high-risk play there. What are some REITs, as you see it, that have been hardest hit to date? Hardest hit will be those hospitality uh, trust in U.S. We have seen eager hospitality trust, big problem, big trouble. And also ARA, ARA uh, hospitality trust in U.S. Mm. also uh, going into uh, make, making losses, right? And... and uh, I think some of the master lists also have some problem. We, we need to see how the U.S. can recover. And uh, based on the price of book, it's, it's pretty cheap. It's pretty cheap. But hopefully that can, that can really uh, overcome during this tough period uh, with the opening of the economy in U.S. And we will see, we will see. If next quarter, we, if we can see some sign of the recovery and they start to uh, make some profit again, start to uh, uh, pay out some DTO, may, maybe that's a good uh, turnaround story. 
Mm. If we look at a REIT with an interesting uh, dividend model, Sasser REIT has come up in conversation. So Sasser REIT owns outlet malls in China. It posted a 6% drop in its distribution per unit uh, ended June 30th to 1.512 Singapore cents from 1.608 Singapore cents a year ago. According to the REIT's results, its rental income actually rose 1.4% to 30.3 million for the quarter. What do you make of Sasser REIT now? The, the rental model is pretty unique because it's a combination of uh, some wearable on the on the traffic and also the sales revenue. Yeah. I think that as long as the, the economy continues to recover and the consumption uh, uh, is it, continuing to, to, to grow, I think partially probably you uh, continue to do well uh, with, uh, with the assumption is that the, the third way of or second way or third way don't come back. Right, uh, yes. and those uh, uh, those 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 shopper that they can still to go. These are outlet more to shop, mm. and and of course they are also building out a lot of so called incentive with some of the digital more that kind of concept that that really can boost out all the consumption. Okay, before we let you go, do you have some advice for investors listening in on sweet spots in the market as you see it? Right. Uh, I think that if uh, investors who really want to uh, tap on the capital gain, uh, I would suggest look outside of Singapore, unfortunately. <laughs> right? Because if you look at SPI, you look at the S3 index, basically, I expect uh, you continue to be the, in a hibernation mode. You'll be uh, hibernating for a while until the next earnings uh, to be released, which will be maybe two or three months uh, from now. Uh, until we have uh, to see a clear uh, recovery in terms of the financial performance, I, I don't think that there will be any catalyst to move the market for a time being. But uh, if, if you are able to really invest outside, there are a lot of good stuff out there. Basically, in personally, I have an overweight uh, opinion on gold. Uh, I, I believe that gold will continue to go do well. Gold, the precious gold metal, or gold miners like Warren Buffett going big on Barrick? <laughs> Gold miner, I'm a high risk. <laughs> gold, miner gold miners, okay. Yeah. Are you in on Barrick as well? Um, no, I go with a, a gold fund. A gold fund, okay. Junior yeah, gold yes, fund yes. of miners, right? Right, that, that's right. It, mm. It's more diversified. <laughs> yeah, I to manage my downside risk. <laughs> right, because gold is expected to continue to do well because there, there are a few reasons. One is a low interest environment. Yes. The second reason is maybe just we have to prepare for the hyperinflation uh, moving forward. Yes. And also the third reason is a hedge because in this kind of market we don't really know what what are the the market may suddenly crash. That's why we, we need some hedging instruments. So so gold is a good uh, asset class to be included as a, in the portfolio. And the other two sectors, probably we need to, uh, opportunity, we have to ride on the China uh, recovery. Uh, because moving forward, it's a no-brainer. China will be the biggest uh, economic power in the world. It's given, given time. And the third thing will be the technology sector. Right? So, so allocate some of your uh, allocation in your mm. portfolio to these mm. uh, three, three important sectors. And in the technology sector, uh, are you interested in the semiconductor sector? Or are you interested in sort of the infrastructure underpinning 5G? I am looking at the diversified technology sector. Some mm-hmm. of them you'll be focusing on internet and also cloud computing specific. Some of them you'll be focusing on the technology disruption. It can mm. be from IC, it can be from uh, 5G, it can be any, anything. And, and and basically, uh, and the third actually fund I'm I'm really uh, allocating is mm. artificial intelligence. 
Really? Oh, move, so interesting. Yeah, moving forward with all this kind of 5G, mm-hmm. the combination 5G and also the cloud server itself, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence is, is pretty easy to roll up easily. Yeah, it is the backbone of all that, right? Of right. All, making sense of all that big data. Um, right. Whether it's for commercial mm. or for infrastructural um, yeah. implications. Right. Uh, back to gold. Uh, you know, yesterday my analyst that I spoke to uh, from OCBC said he was positive on gold at, at 2150 in the next 12 months. What sort of levels are you looking at? Wow. I don't have any target, but I, I'm looking at <laughs> I don't have, I'm looking at 2,500. As long as the technical chart tell me that is a bullish trend, I just follow the trend. I see, I, I see. Until it reverse, until it reverse. Because right. nobody know what is the target. Yeah, I know. I know. Some people say 3,000. Some people. Yeah, say, some people say 5,000. Yeah. Right. Mm, are you at all interested in cryptocurrency as a hedge? You know, some people say with the falling US dollar, they're moving to Bitcoin. Bitcoin's seen quite a rally, right? Right, right. I, I, I read some articles. Basically, mm. the older generation, they are focusing uh, uh investing in gold. For the younger generation, they use Bitcoin. <laughs> so I see you're the analog generation. <laughs> I, I allocate some of my funds into uh, cryptocurrency. Oh, really? Or the high-risk high element. Okay, high that's interesting. Element. That is interesting. Wow, look at how far we've come from REITs. We've really broadened our perspective today. Thank you so much, Kenny, for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. Always a joy. Kenny Loa, my REIT specialist this morning in Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.